of the glass, we had Alex Lopez. Going to leave you with a good night, a go blue, and a little Marshall Tucker band. Oh, doesn't want, there we go. Good evening and welcome to Gray Matters, your weekly current events media analysis talk show. My name is Jim Dwyer and I'll be doing the program today from the FM studio where the music usually happens, partly because I'm going to feature some music on the show today and also because uh, my co-host and senior member of the team, uh, Dick Whaley is uh, out of state at the moment, so what a lovely afternoon uh, we've been enjoying here in southeast Michigan, and I hope you've been able to get outside and walk around a little bit in it. This must surely be Indian summer. Uh, we can't really call it an October surprise because the October surprise, famous phrase from uh, elections past, was no surprise this year. It was just surprising that it just keeps going on and on. And uh, there's a big interview with Melania Trump tonight with Anderson Cooper, I'm sure. Everything will be smoothed away and all will be niceified. Uh, she's being interviewed uh, to defend her husband's viability as a candidate for president. Of course, she was offended too, she assures us, by the lascivious comments that he was uh, heard uttering in the recording but he apologized to her so it's all good 
And I don't mean to make light of an apology or forgiveness. The very concept of forgiveness is, of course, at the heart of true Christian faith. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, a great essay by Jacques Derrida on forgiveness that uh, I would encourage the more philosophically inclined to track down and read. But, of course, many of the uh, so-called Christians, or as I increasingly prefer to refer to them, nominal Christians, uh, who do not actually practice the teachings of Christ, <clears throat> uh, struggle with that. And don't even acknowledge that they struggle with it, which is part of the, part of the challenge. In any event, uh, I'm not going to offer any comments uh, further on that subject, um, nor will I comment on the attempts by the Trump campaign to uh, bring out the ghost of uh, Monica Lewinsky's stained dress and uh, Bill Clinton as, quote, unquote, a serial abuser. But it is interesting that uh, the Clintons get zero credit for having worked through a rough patch and saved their marriage. Uh, I thought that was a conservative value. But uh, she's now being pilloried for having stayed with her husband. <clears throat> so I guess I don't really know what conservative values uh, apply anymore, or uh, I didn't realize it was that selective of an application. Silly me. Paul Ryan, of course, uh, struggles in vain to uh, dance around the flaming bag of poo on the porch, uh, pretending not to be affected by it, uh, not naming the candidate, but uh, trying to rally the troops to make sure that it's not a complete rout for the Republican Party in congressional elections. And we'll just have to see how that plays out. Had a sort of a mental flash today of a of a good political cartoon. Maybe somebody's already drawn this, but uh, there's a picture on I think the New Yorker magazine of uh, the GOP logo with uh, Trump's face on the rear end of the elephant, which is an apt uh, gesture as a cartoon. But you know the old. Uh, guy who follows the circus animals with the dustbin on wheels and the broom, uh, you get the idea that uh, Mike Pence's job is to follow Donald Trump around the country, sweeping up the debris. What a great job that must be. Trump, of course, uh, his own worst enemy still uh, cannot refocus on talking about actual issues that he might be able to, you know, affect or impact. Uh, his latest thing of just saying it's rigged, it's rigged for sure, the election's rigged. Um, bizarre tactic. Uh, it reeks of sore loserism uh, from the get-go. But uh, Republican officials who hold you know, important offices in state after state uh, overseeing elections are themselves horrified by this, uh, wishing to assure the Donald that, uh, no, the elections are scrutinized very carefully. We take this very seriously here. And I probably should mention quickly the uh, vandalism at the Trump headquarter in North Carolina uh, 
Apparently there was some sort of chemical solvent thrown in and a fire was set, and uh, that's really stupid. Uh, if that was indeed done by anti-Trump people, that's exactly the kind of candy corn Donald Trump wants to run down the block with. Uh, vandalism of other people's signs or opinions is really a, a foolish gesture. Uh, now, admittedly, in my teenage years growing up in Jackson, I would occasionally take a Republican yard sign, uh, and I do not advocate doing this, uh, from a yard in my neighborhood and then go put it up in the cemetery. I saw that not as vandalism, but just as a sort of a, you know, a recontextualization of it. Uh, I think it's censorship to destroy somebody else's sign. You might not agree with it, but this is America and everybody's opinion is expressible. Uh, you know, if you're not afraid to express your opinion, <clears throat> if you're opinion is uh, filled with hate, well, then you have to deal with the consequences of your hateful speech. But to suppress others' uh, opinions or views is is just wrong, and it, it truly is anti-American. But it's interesting to note that the, uh, I don't know if the Republican Party ever officially apologized for the serious, uh, active, dirty tricks campaign that Nixon ran uh, against a number of candidates, including the bugging of the Democratic National Committee office in the famous Watergate. And of course, they got caught. Some of them did time. Nixon's reputation was tarnished, perhaps even soiled. But uh, I don't know if anybody ever apologized uh, for any of those uh, shenanigans uh, on behalf of the Republican Party. So I guess the Democrats will just have to forgive that the next debate of course is wednesday and for those of you still with a stomach to endure such things oh boy who knows what to expect here it's happening at a university just outside of las vegas or in las vegas so it's in casino country and part of me suspects that donald trump is just going to t turn the page on this whole sexual uh harassment thing by just owning it and i have a sort of a mental image of him walking out to the podium with two rockets or glamour girls, you know, on either side of him and with his hand on their behind saying, hey, this is who I am. If you like this, you know who to vote for and just own it because there's no way he can deny it as much as he'd like to. It's uh, no surprise this October surprise. A couple of things I wanted to mention really quickly that I did not get to last week. And uh, these are both local-ish stories, certainly Michigan stories. Uh, the Detroit Free Press reported last Sunday, uh, October 9th, uh, I'm reading here from Paul Egan's article, Michigan likely overpaid for supplies in Flint water crisis. State of Michigan likely paid hundreds of thousands of dollars too much for emergency supplies related to the Flint drinking water crisis because... It used no formal bidding process, relied almost exclusively on one out-of-state company with ties to a top aide uh, to Governor Rick Snyder, and did not turn to Michigan companies already approved to do business with the state. FEMA, which in some cases paid more than 20% less than what the state was charged for the same item, bottled water, bought from six different vendors, posted on the Internet its call for vendors to supply water, filters, and replacement cartridges, 
and in some cases bought directly from the manufacturer cutting out the middleman. The state of Michigan, which did almost all of its purchasing in January, three months after Snyder acknowledged the lead contamination of Flint's drinking water, never advertised its purchasing plans and relied almost exclusively on one supplier, Georgia-based Home Depot, for all the items it needed. Two Michigan-based companies who, like Home Depot, had existing contracts with the state say they were either never asked for a price for bottled water prior to the January purchases or were not given sufficient information to make an informed bid. So here's Michigan, rich in water, buying bottled water from Georgia. Uh, A little cronyism. Sure, why not? Uh, So brain damage award to all uh, concerned there. Next, uh, we have a brain damage award for a young young man uh, attending the U. And this is just really a grammar check. This made the paper October 10th. U of M Junior Champions Conservative Values. Uh... This fellow is named uh, Grant Stobel, Strobel, excuse me, and he is the national chairman for Young Americans for Freedom, a conservative group. And uh, far be it from me to uh, chastise anyone for getting active and involved in politics, uh, regardless of whether you're on the left or on the right. This is a good thing, generally speaking, but I wonder if... He's gone about this the wrong way. Here's David Jesse's article from the Free Press. Professors at the University of Michigan should be calling Grant Strobel his majesty. Not because the junior is royalty, but because Strobel took advantage of a policy change by the university allowing students to change their personal pronouns to anything they wanted. Strobel's move, done to draw attention to what he thinks is the absurdity of the policy, landed him on Fox News and filled his Twitter timeline with tweets that were congratulatory... His Majesty Grant Strobel, I salute thee for thine clever wit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And not so happy. Why does this option uh, irk you so much? Uh, You have to be rude. It harms no one and helps many LGBT folks. Uh, Another user wrote, Well, I would just like to draw Mr. Strobel's attention to the fact that he's too clever by half here. He's failed the grammar part of this uh, Maneuver. Majesty is a noun. It is a title used in speaking to or of a sovereign, which I doubt he is a sovereign, uh, and it is preceded by a pronoun, which is his or hers or your majesty. So I'm sure that the uh, person who processed this request at U of M just said, whatever, I'm just going to say okay, because this guy's looking for publicity, and he got it. Uh, But I think this is really more about the promotion of himself as uh, some sort of national spokesperson. Uh, He needs to brush up on his grammar just a little bit, I think. His Majesty. Well, uh, there was... uh, Delightful news for a change uh, last week, and certainly everybody who listens to WCBN has no doubt already been made aware of this, but I feel it's uh, such a significant uh, cultural 
watershed moment that uh, we can't let it pass here on Gray Matters without acknowledging it. And that is the awarding of the Nobel Prize in Literature to uh, Bob Dylan. Now, there have been some naysayers who've said, well, you know, gee, that award usually goes to novelists, but it has been given to poets before. And I would argue that the impact of Bob Dylan's songwriting on popular song and popular culture in general has been profound. Uh, Certainly, he changed the rules for a, a kind of a mundane art form. And while there had been some great lyricists in pop music, you know, Cole Porter, Ira Gershwin, who wrote clever lyrics with wordplay and so forth. Most of their songs, with a few exceptions, the fellow who wrote Strange Fruit is a very dark commentary on an American uh, situation. So there are moments in popular song where individual songs sort of emerge as, wow, that song really has something to say. Uh, Andy Razoff and Fats Waller's uh, What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue, for example, powerful pop song expressing a poignant, uh, heartfelt uh, message very poetically. And I think the golden run of Bob Dylan from 1962 to well into the 70s, you may or may not like his current stuff. Uh, My feelings about it are sort of indifferent. But uh, he caused everybody to up their game. Uh, Once he changed the rules for writing popular song, the Beatles began to write more complex songs. The Rolling Stones followed. And songs themselves became better. And then with the Beatles and Dylan's lead, the album became a new art form for a new generation. And now it's nice to see that the generation who is of an age where they get to name uh, these Nobel Prize winners are acknowledging one of their own and one of our own, uh, the great Midwest of the United States. Uh, we're very pleased and proud uh, to have been playing his music consistently for so many years down here, and we wish Bob Dylan many more years of writing and singing and touring. And let's uh, let Bob Dylan have a word in here with uh, one of his most potent lyrics from, I think, his best live album, a great song for this political season from Hard Rain. Here is Nobel laureate Bob Dylan with idiot wind thanks to uh well thanks to me for engineering i guess uh and thanks to andrew for covering the back end of this show and uh stay tuned to wcbn fm ann arbor yes city calling will follow at seven
the ceremony that your co-referees had finally made you blind. I can't recall your face anymore. Your mouth is changed and your eyes don't look into Now, 
time the rain man play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey Mr. Tambourine Man play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning I'll come following you Though I know that evening's empire has returned into sand Vanished from my hand Left me blindly here to stand But still not sleeping My weariness amazes me I am branded on my feet I have no one to meet And the ancient empty streets Too dead for dreaming Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man Play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning, I'll come following you Take me on a trip upon your magic swirling ship My senses have been stripped My hands can't feel to grip My toes too numb to step Wait only for my boot heels to be wandering I'm ready to go anywhere I'm ready for to fade Into my own parade Cast your dance and spill my way I promise to go wandering Tambourine man, play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey, Mr. Tambourine man, play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning, I come following you Though you might hear laughing, spinning, swinging madly across the sun It's not aimed at anyone It's just escaping on the run And but for the sky There are no fences facing And if you hear vague traces Of skipping reels of rhyme To your tambourine in time It's just a ragged clown behind I wouldn't pay it any mind It's just a shadow you're seeing That he's chasing Tambourine man, play a song for me I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to Hey, Mr. Tambourine man, play a song for me In the jingle jangle morning, I come following you 